The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 20 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock on Wednesday, October 7th. We've got Wild and Wacky Wednesday coming up later this hour. Make sure to stick around for that. Crazy news from around the world and the United States, of course. Right now, however, we have a very special guest on the line. As mentioned on the other side of that break, Lawrenceburg native. Whoop whoop! <laughs> <laughs> Every time we say it, that's that's going to be the the new. We're yeah. going to have to get that uh, recorded, Jeffy, there we go. so you don't have to. You don't have to like. Yeah, it's going to get old. <laughs> uh, CEO of the Music City Grand Prix, and of course, former Middle Tennessee State Blue Raider Matt Cruz. Matt, welcome in. Good morning, guys. <laughs> so, Matt, explain to to the uninitiated how one goes from kicking field goals and playing for Boots Donnelly to um, CEO of the Music City Grand Prix. Well, I think if you play for Boots Donnelly, you want to get as far away from football as possible. <laughs> well, <laughs> make sure to cut uh, that part, no. JP, because so, we're going to need that. <laughs> Love Coach Dolly. No, I had a great conversation. I, I talked to him frequently, and we had a great conversation yesterday morning. And he uh, he has volunteered to drive uh, if we have anybody fall out. So uh, <laughs> he could drive the pace car. Yeah. So yeah, he was. He's so funny. I still, you know, I'm fortunate enough to get stay in contact with him. Been involved with one of his chari- charitable initiatives for the last, you know, fifteen or so years, and he has not changed a bit. So he's a. Uh, but he, uh, I tell you what he does. I mean, he, you know, you, you learn from Coach Donnelly to, you know, how to persevere and not give up. And, you know, this Grand Prix was about a five-year project that has been on again, off again. And, you know, truly, I don't want to give him any credit for it, but you probably, you know, probably some of the things you learned from him is probably one of the reasons that we were able to, you know, keep our head down and get to the, you know, get to where we are today. In all seriousness, though, I mean, how did you manage to get into – grand prix racing coming from coming from the background that you came from yeah so you know my i guess my early introduction into motorsports was when i was a senior at mtsu uh there was a place kicker at memphis state named joey allison who was davy allison's nephew uh and got to know joey a little bit uh got to meet davy uh you know a few times and sort of wetted wetted my appetite i had not really been around it much my brother was a huge race fan uh and, you know, I spent most of my time in sports. And so once football was over, you know, he'd taken me to some races. Uh, I got interested again. I mean, like, like most younger brothers, I mean, your older brother's your hero and, 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 you know, he wanted to be a race car driver. So I was like, well, we can do this and, you know, not have no idea what, what we were doing, bought a race car, uh, huh. 
were successful at getting sponsors at times. And, you know, we went from a, a pretty rapidly from running short tracks in Huntsville, Alabama to running Daytona in the Goodies Dash Series. And, uh, and it just sort of grew from there. I uh, had, a, had a great opportunity to go work for a sponsor who was, uh, who was getting into racing. Uh, we sponsored a car at Bruco Motorsports at the time and had the opportunity to stay at Bruco in the early 2000s and ultimately uh, was there throughout my career. Then Bruco was sold to Mike Kerb and Gary Baker, uh, moved here to Nashville, and I was the president of that team at that time. And uh, so all of the above. And then, and then around, we've always, too, been very involved in the activation side of, uh, of our sponsors' events. So aside from the racing part, we were doing a lot of the promotional work for our sponsors. And, you know, so over the course of time, I, you know, when you're, when you're racing in NASCAR, you're on the road 40 weeks a year. And I was like, you know, I, I would love to do something. I mean, I'm a proud Nashvilleian. I was like, I'd love to do something in Nashville. And that's sort of the path that we, we started working down five years ago. I mean, Nashville's in a great event city. It, it throws a great party. <laughs> uh, and if these things are done right, that's what it is. I mean, you know, we're as much a music festival as we are a race. Uh, and, you know, I've always said kind of kiddingly, I hope half the people leave our event and never see a car and have the time of their life. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're I was literally over at the stadium today. I'm back over there tomorrow. You know, we're laying out where the four music stages will be, uh, you know, where the different food courts will be. And, and that's kind of, you know, that that's the vision is let's create a festival that expands Nashville's reach, you know, more internationally than, than some of our other events here in Nashville. Uh, you know, IndyCar will bring a great show. The support series will bring a great show. Let's combine that with great music, great food. And then the hospitality that Nashville does. I mean, Nashvilleians know how to take care of our guests. And I think we can show both race fans and non-race fans, you know, a, a weekend uh, that hopefully is on the Nashville calendar for the next 40 years. You know, as you say that, and we're talking with Matt Cruz, CEO of the Music City Grand Prix and Lawrenceburg native. Oh, up. <laughs> Caught him off guard. Um <laughs> The transition from NASCAR, I mean, you were your background as far as racing goes is in stock mm-hmm. cars. Going from stock cars to Indy cars and an Indy car event, what's that been like? I mean, they're they're all just events. I mean, you know, we're – I mean, sure, on the technical side, there's probably a little different, but they're all – you know, if you look at the NASCAR schedule right now, the, the events that continue to thrive are the ones that are big parties. I always, I always tell people Watkins Glen, mm-hmm. Michigan, Talladega are the ones that really uh, have embraced kind of the rowdiness of, of, of the event. Uh, we've been fortunate at, still at Bruco to be a big part of those weekends. We produce the music at most of those events and are kind of involved. So we look at it more from that angle. I mean, you, you know, you leave it up to IndyCar to, 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 to provide you know, a great racing. Uh, we, we've, we've been fortunate enough to work with probably, in my opinion, the top track designer in the world. Uh, who really, I mean, and, you know, a, a racetrack doesn't just evolve overnight. Tony Kopman's probably spent four years in Nashville, you know, getting the track design right. And, you know, so unlike most temporary road courses that you'll see, I mean, we have two straightaways. They're the length of the front stretch in Indianapolis. Uh, and that's rare in temporary street races. Uh, racing over a body of water with, you know, considerable elevation drop over the Korean Veterans Bridge. I mean, it's just there's some spectacular elements of this event that just aren't going to be seen anywhere else. Speaking of racing over the Cumberland river, this is the largest or the longest stretch over a body of water an IndyCar has ever raced. Is that correct? Yeah. 
it's yes. And I don't know that they've ever really done. I did get an email. There was a sports car race in Iowa, maybe a few years ago that went over a bridge, but you know, we can't determine that they've ever even done this before. Uh, That's amazing. But again, again, and and I've told people from day one is, you know, this is an event that's shown in 160 countries. This is kind of for a lot of people, you know, the first impression they're ever going to see of Nashville, Tennessee. And as the Korean Veteran Bridge becomes more and more of the landmark welcoming people into our incredibly growing city, I was just in a high rise downtown an hour ago overlooking the track. And, you know, if we're going to show the world Nashville, we may as well show our best side. And I think the bridge is just going to be spectacular. And the race will be great. It's wide. It's, uh, I mean, we have a, we have a basically a five lane entrance into turn one at the end of a 2000 foot straightaway. I mean, it's the race will be phenomenal. The optics will be as good or better. You can, you can't get two things that I'm more excited about together than auto racing and, and, and music. Those yeah. are probably two of my favorite things in the world being from the Birmingham area and growing up watching the the folks that you know like i said davy allison and when you said his name it just makes my heart happy uh, yeah love that guy and um so when you think about the music aspect and the racing aspect how, how do they go together you know with with nashville how does that make this event different from every other event that indycar puts on well, I mean, I think you start with Nashville to start with. I mean, you know, we have an inherent home field advantage as it comes to events. Nothing against some of the other cities on the IndyCar circuit, but again, I mean, Nashville just by the numbers, we do the, the biggest fireworks event in America on an annual basis. We do the mm-hmm. second biggest New Year's Eve event in, on an annual basis. The draft was the biggest draft ever and will never be topped. You know, the Stanley Cup playoffs will never be topped what Nashville does. So you start with an inherent home field advantage of, a city that knows how to do events. Um, fascinating conversation. We were meeting with Mr. Penske a few months back and Butch Spiridon, who heads up the Convention Visitors Bureau, who's kind of been responsible for what you see at Nashville as an event city, just to hear him talk. And, you know, you hear Mr. Penske's concerning questions about the complications of, of doing events in cities. And, and then when you hear Butch and you work with Metro Fire and Police and Public Works, you understand why events work here. I mean, people get it. I mean, they understand that this is, you know, this is kind of our biggest export here, and it's just different than dealing with other cities. So you start with an inherent home field advantage. Uh, and then, I mean, this is the hub of the music industry and not just country. I mean, the number of A-list artists that have reached out to us in the last two weeks who aren't country artists who want to figure out how to be involved, uh, it just it just sets the bar or just gives us an opportunity to do something that wows people on a daily basis. And, and I mean, obviously, you know, we, we'll have a heavy country presence, but you know, I think the diversity in music that you'll see as part of our event is something unlike other music festivals. You know, most 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 music festivals you look at are pretty genre specific. So, sure. I think when you I think as we start announcing some of our music offerings, you'll see a pretty diverse uh, you'll see a pretty diverse lineup. But with four stages on property, at least three stages, probably four stages. Uh, you know, you'll have opportunity to see a lot of different types of music, or you may just want to stick to your genre, and and we can provide that as well. Was it difficult to get IndyCar to buy into Nashville, or was it a pretty easy process once you pitched it to them? No, pretty easy process. This is a huge market for them. You know, this is, you know, it goes back and forth, but anywhere from their third to fourth largest TV market. Uh, 
you know, the Firestone located in downtown Nashville doesn't hurt. Uh, two-time IndyCar champion Joseph Newgarden being a Nashvilleian. Uh, that that was probably the easiest one. It's just a matter of marrying the right date to work around the Tennessee Titans schedule, to work around the Nashville event calendar. Uh, and but that, that they were they they were sold. And, and in the interim too. So from you know you know we were where I thought the deal was done about the time you have a wrinkle of Roger Penske buying IndyCar uh, and then really just kind of hitting pause on any new events as they tried to, you know, get their arms around, you know, new ownership, uh, making the Indy 500, everything it can be. Then you throw COVID into it. So, you know, in a perfect world, we were probably delayed about six months from announcing, but, you know, all things for reason. I think, you know, as Butch Spirit said in our press conference, you know, this is a great light at the end of the tunnel that Nashville is going to be back. It's, it's coming back bigger. Uh, and this is the, the caliber of events that this city will you know, produce for the next you know century. You know, Matt, as you talk about Nashville being an event city, a, a tourism city, that kind of thing, do you feel like this is an event that will have appeal locally as well as, you know, nationally slash internationally? Oh, I think so for sure. I mean, I think there's uh, – I think there's a curiosity aspect of it. I think there's a, there's, there's a, there's a core fan base here as well. Uh, and then I also think, you know, a, a, an element that we're not even kind of projecting right now is there's a lot of people who just come to Nashville anyway on a weekend and they look at the calendar and say, okay, who's in town? What's, what's going on? And so I think we'll get all of the above. We were, uh, we were extremely delighted by within, you know, 30 minutes of our announcement, some of the feedback we were getting from some of the local hotels, of people, you know, booking a date that's 11 months out. Uh, it was, it was interesting. I mean, it was interesting how, how, how quick the interest does, even in a time of, of COVID. So I think uh, I'm, I'm very, very bullish as to what this looks like next summer. Is there any estimate as to the potential economic impact of this at this point? Yeah, there is. I mean, you know, those numbers are, those numbers are always hard to prove. Uh, so, you know, people throw out massive numbers on some events. And so we, everything we have done on projection wise has always been conservative, but, you know, we feel like it's easy to plug a 20 to $30 million economic impact number into that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unlike other events that are two or three day events, when you start looking at the international aspect of this, we really believe that you'll see a lot of our guests being here for more than that typical three days, more of a, you know, three to four to 10 days stay because, you know, this is what brought them here. But, and, and that's, and that, and that's hard to measure. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the real thing is, is, is hotels and, and, you know, I think we'll be very, very pleased as to what, what that looks like uh, as we get closer. Visiting with Matt Cruz, CEO of Music City Grand Prix. When, when this idea came about, you said did did you say it took four years to get the course right? No, we've been working on it for five years, and during wow. you know four four of that years, Tony Cotman has been uh, diligently working on course design. And the the course that you see now was that that design really, you know, that really is we're probably only six months into that, so that's been a recent addition and and. And I think that's, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's Mayor Cooper and his staff understanding the value of the bridge. And that just, you know, sort of changed our, changed our scope, changed our direction for sure. So a little um, more, a little more went into it than checking out Google satellite images and <laughs> drawing some lines, huh? Okay. Just making is, sure. 
That is correct. <laughs> this well, is my. Fir- this is the first time I've looked at the course, and 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 it's pretty fascinating. Again, that's fascinating. When when you when you consider working the bridge into it, um, and I guess being who I am, I, I guess I just envision somebody running into the side of the bridge. I don't know. That I mean, that's ambitious. Looks like. Well, I mean, it's no different than any time. I mean, so, I mean, the, the temporary wall system that comes in for races like this, uh, I mean, and I say kind of tongue-in-cheek, I mean, if, obviously, you know, if, if there's ever a chance of a car hitting something that's not intended to be, you would never have these type of races. I mean, so so the wall system that the FIA approves uh, that we provide, you know, wall catch fish, you know, it's a temporary wall catch fish system that goes in these things. Uh, you know, they, they, they know what they're doing. And, and we're fortunate enough, I mean, uh, plug MTSU. So MTSU, you know, has the leading concrete uh, construction and, and building management program in America. So we've been working closely with Dr. Heather Brown in that program for a few years on really, really util- utilizing this and our barricade system uh, as a highlight of what MTSU does on a daily basis. So uh, that that's kind of a shining star at MTSU as far as programs right now. And this is going to become a very real world version of of what they do in the, in, in the concrete and construction science program there. Matt Cruz, CEO of Music City Grand Prix. Matt, thanks so much for taking some time today thanks, and joining guys. us. We really appreciate it. And this is going to be one of the premier events in Music City yeah. for years to come, no question. Yeah, and if anybody wants to check out how to get involved early, uh, then go to musiccitygp.com. Uh, you know, tickets aren't on sale yet, but we do have some memberships that are available now. In those memberships, you think of something like a PSL. Uh, it's called our Founders Club. It allows you, though, for the history or for the future of the event is to every year have access to buy tickets first, parking first. Uh, and those are available now. So you can go to musiccitygp.com right now and kind of start that process. But that's, a, you know, the only way, obviously, you know, we, we assume these tickets are going to be, you know, hot commodities. Uh, so the only way to re- truly guarantee not just year one, but for the life of the event to have first access to buy tickets and pick your seats, uh, you can join the Founders Club and do that today. So There you have it. MusicCityGP.com. Follow on Twitter at MusicCityGP. Once again, Matt Cruz, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. See ya. That's going to be a blast, an absolute blast. There is, you know, Stock car racing is a lot of fun, and I'm really excited, you know, to watch NASCAR race at the Daytona road course and that sort of thing. But watching a street race in Nashville, and again, like he said, those two straightaways across the bridge are as fast as the Indy front stretch, which is insane. You know, I've never been a big um, auto racing fan, but... As I listened to him talk about that and I looked at this course, this is something that I could pay attention to for sure. Absolutely. That's that's what's so cool about it is it's it's so unique that someone who's not even a casual fan right. would be interested in. And yeah. then of course you you bring in the music aspect and, and it just it blows it up. It makes yeah. it just more more excitement in Music City. Different events, you know, not just being CMA Fest and that sort of thing. The fact that we can throw a party like no other here in this area makes us super, 
unique and desirable to other industries, obviously. I'm just visualizing these indie cars weaving in and out of the pedal taverns. <laughs> Zero chance the bachelorettes will know that this is happening, and they're going to be really. And somebody's. <laughs> they're going to be real mad, just like they were with, with the draft. The draft. <laughs> they're going to be super mad, and it's going to be hilarious. Anyway, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and when we come back, we're going to tell you about some of the wildest and wackiest news from around the world. Get your takes on that if you want, 931-381-1017. We'd love to have you call in and tell us about your wild and wacky stories. Tell us if you're going to go to the Music City Grand Prix. I know I will definitely make every attempt to be there. Again, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We'll, We'll be right back. 